Well, welcome to the wholepastureblog.org. Um, Bobby Contreras here. I've got a good friend of mine, Bryce Helton, who's here with us. This is TWP Conversations, where we uh, just sit down with some folks um, who I want you to hear from, uh, who are living life in such a way that is leading well, loving well their families and their communities. And so, Bryce, welcome. How are you? We're doing well. We're surviving. Awesome. So I'm in San Antonio. You're in Waco. Uh, why don't you just start off by telling the TWP crowd who you are, how do we know each other, and uh, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So my name is Bryce Alton, like you said. Uh, I'm originally from El Paso, and that's where Bobby and I got connected. Uh, we went to high school together, and I like to say, you know, Bobby was yelling at me a lot um, throughout those years. Uh, and the, the truth behind that is, uh, Bobby was kind of our the director of our, our, of our band and I was kind of the director of the team on the field. And, um, we didn't have a louder supporter, uh, in those four years than Bobby Contreras was from uh, leading, not just the band, but the crowds and everybody to support us, um, in years of athletics. And we got to compete with each other in other sports, but specifically in football, uh, he was kind of leading everything off the field for us. And so it was a great four years as. Um, we got to share in that friendship together and support. And so that's where, um, where it started, I guess, way back in El Paso, Texas. So uh, I'm a product of school administrators. My parents were in uh, private Christian school education for over 20 years. So I kind of grew up in that world, uh, briefly escaped it when I went to Lubbock for four years and lived at Texas Tech uh, and kind of was a little shocked to the system. Uh, and then it was kind of funny. I swore I would never go back to that world of private school education and uh, actually took a job before I even graduated as a part-time coach in a private Christian school in Dallas. And uh, just through the Lord's directing me, uh, it's kind of crazy that change of heart through that process, uh, became an athletic director, football track coach, facilities director, um, was up there for about 11 years doing that. So we moved down to Waco. This will be our fifth year in Waco doing pretty much the same thing. So yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't planning on saying this, but you reminded me when you brought up, uh, football times in high school. Um, and, uh, I remember vividly, I actually, maybe not as vivid as I think, cause I don't remember where exactly where we were. We weren't at home, but you guys were playing, I was up in the stands yelling, playing my baritone, and um, I started chanting. You guys were killing some team, and I started chanting, or that song, na, 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 hey, hey, hey. And your mom ran over to me and said, Bobby, we do not do that. Um, and so I remember, I remember vividly, you're exactly right, screaming and yelling and also getting <laughs> in trouble with your mother all the time. That's, that's about some of the public school that you were coming from. You know, shake some of that off, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I still have a little bit of that inside of me today. But <laughs> yeah, those were good times uh, back in high school. Um, so you swore you'd never be in Christian education. But um, a little story, too, and you didn't share this, and I don't know it, it, how much you want to relay, but you also um, you met the, the woman you would marry uh, from a competing Christian school that we used to me in the summers and play against and uh you guys both went to tech and kind of rekindled right 
Well, no, actually. So you're right. We met, uh, she was a freshman as a sophomore and we were, you know, our schools before that were like heated rivals. However, you could be heated in the Christian world, but uh, we oh, evidently yeah. weren't allowed to talk to them. Yeah. And when you and I got there and, and a few of our other buddies, we decided we just wanted to you know, make friends with everybody and have a good time. And um, yeah, so we, through that process, we, I met her, stayed in contact with her. But no, we've always been rivals in pretty much everything, which kind of looked bad with kind of like foreshadowing because we're still to this day the exact opposites. I'm type A, she's type B. Um, she can't read a map, save her life. Um, <sighs> I, I think I have it like ingrained in my brain, but just something like that. But no, she actually went to Texas A&M. Oh, okay. uh, and so I went to tech. So we were apart from each other. I went to, I was a counselor at Canacuck. She was a counselor at Pine Cove. Like we can never get uh, on the same page. In fact, we never lived in the same town um, before we got married. I mean, the closest we lived was uh, about an hour away for one month, one summer. That was the closest we were until we got married. So, yeah. That's awesome. But now you guys are married and you're in the same house. We still, yeah, we actually live in the same town, <laughs> the same street. It's great. Uh, no, yeah, so we have four little girls now, which is crazy. I, mean, I think everyone, you know, as a football coach, everyone just can't understand that. Um, it's actually been uh, a blessing. I've been with, you know, trying partnering with parents for, you know, going on 16 years now, raising young men, and uh, now I have four girls. So it's just been an interesting process, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. We, um, the, the girls – it's everyone all you know after every time we had another girl like are you gonna go for that boy it's one of those things where you know the lord's obviously in control but um having been around boys for as long as i have like knowing like hey being a parent is hard no matter if you have boys or girls like you're gonna go through separate issues and different things and, and so it doesn't to me i shouldn't say it doesn't matter i mean obviously we'd love to have a little boy but um for whatever reason i have four girls and getting to to steward that and, and raise them and point them towards christ and um, it's a blessing and I, I have my guys over here and, and, uh, and then I've got my girls at home. So, yeah, that's awesome. So there's about, there's five of us that have stayed connected somewhat through text message, um, uh, from high school and, uh, three of us, uh, all girls at home. Um, yeah. and so that's kind of crazy. That's kind of cool how that worked out. My brother too has got two girls. And so, yeah, I don't know, maybe there was something in the water at the high school we went to or, but. <laughs> Um, so, Hey, so I, I wanted to have you on for a couple different reasons. Um, I, so obviously we've known each other since sophomore year of high school. Um, I've always admired your worth that work ethic when it came to being physically fit. Um, while I didn't play football with you guys, um, I still was there. It was, it was a small campus, small school. So we were there together. We played basketball together. Um, I tried to run track with you guys. I, I wasn't as fast, but I, I at least had somewhat of, a bit of endurance. Um, but, um, so you've had that work ethic. I've seen it in you since high school. I see it a, a bit now, um, from a distance down the street on I-35 here. Um, so this, this season through the whole pastor, we're, we're really focusing in on being physically healthy, the things that we eat, the things that we do, what sort of things do you do when it comes to, um, just maintaining, uh, a physical fit, home environment um yourself your family um as far as what do you eat what do you do to stay healthy i think the first thing uh there is like everything else in life like you're not gonna you're not don't look to make the drastic change overnight um look to make those just good choices every day that after you look back on after a month or two or a year you realize 
hey, I'm a lot further along than I would have been. Um, and so that, ha- that applies to everywhere. That applies to our health. That applies to parenting. Um, I'm not going to um, become an amazing parent in one action one day, right? It's a steady, slow and steady race as I'm guiding now my oldest at 10 going on 11 and, um, and just looking back, wow, we're already 11 years into this and uh, we only have a few years left with her under our roof, right? And so for me, nutrition, um, physical activity, all that is, is, is a couple of things. And like I said, first of all, just making a commitment to it. I, I heard a thing yesterday where um, for those that struggle with time, like, and I could imagine with pastors would be similar to our roles where you've got, um, for you guys, like for us, it's parents, right? You have parents, you have students, you have teachers as administrator, we have all these different people. Um, you have your own family. And if you don't one budget that time for yourself, it's going to be really hard. You're just, you're going to look at your schedule and you're just going to think, I just don't have time to work out. I don't, I can't fit it in. If you will put it on your calendar, start small, three times a week. I mean, I think, you know, so I mean, it's recommended about 30 minutes a day, right? Regardless, just some type of activity, but start slow, start, start it three days a week, just put it on your calendar and lock it in there. Um, and I would highly suggest that, that be times that you're not necessarily taking away from um, your family or other things. So early in the morning is a good time to do that. Um, when you're not taking, you know, I wouldn't, you know, don't take the guys that go to the gym for an hour, um, at four o'clock or five o'clock during their wake hours with their children. I always kind of question that. Um, and so I would say, so Brad's froze for a bit. And before we started recording, he did this. And so he will come back on very shortly. There you are. Awesome. There. Yeah. Any other event that you'd have to be at, just lock it into that calendar. Um, and so that's the first step, managing your time. And then the second thing is don't go crazy. Like don't jump in the deep end and go spend $2,000 on a mountain bike and gear and equipment. Um, start small, start with what you have around you. So let me give you an example for what that means at our house. So when we moved from Dallas, we got to move out to the country out here, which was fascinating. Um, we're both city, city kids and now we're in the country. Um, but during what that's provided is during this time, we had a running club with our school that we started for little kids and just trying to keep them active during this quarantine stay at home time. Well, we don't have sidewalks, so there's not really a safe place for our kids to go out and run or we can't go out you know, they can go to the road. But my eight year old and my five year old that are in the running club, I don't really want them running on the, the country road right now. So I went out um, and tracked uh, along our property line. Um, and cut, mowed it down and kind of went in through some trees and basically create a little cross country course um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a quarter mile long. And so if they ran one light, lap, that's a 400 meters, right? So, or a quarter of a mile. So we just told them, hey, for every four laps, that's a mile. We'll log those. And you guys can run one lap, two laps, however many laps. What we'll do is every day, however many laps you run, you'll just put a penny in a jar. And at the end of that day, we'll count those pennies and we'll, we'll record that in your, you know, your, your sheet there for the running club. And you know, when we did it, didn't really know what the funniest thing in the world, the girls were like deathly committed to that. Um, and it was just fun to watch them. And, and of course, so what did that create? That meant that my wife was going to go jog with them sometimes not she could, I would go run with them. Some. So those little kids tenacity, um, got us more active. And so that was something. So yeah, you create time in your schedule for yourself, but then you engage your family, like look for opportunities for them to come alongside you um, and jump in. I mean, there hasn't been a yard sport or yard game that my kids haven't latched on. And so it, it immediately 
be careful because when they do it, you know, they're going to drag you out there and want you to do it all the time. Right. So whether that's Frisbee golf or something like that, whatever it is, once they latch on, but that's kind of healthy. That's kind of a good thing. You're, you're, you're not only staying active, but now you're engaging those kids and building relationships and just spending time with them. So you're, I think so much of the time we think about fitness and we think, Oh, you have to go to a gym for an hour. Um, and honestly, I haven't been in a gym in years. Um, I might, you know, go to the work, the weight room over here after a workout with the kids or something, I might do some pull-ups or do some stuff like that, but I don't have a gym membership and I don't, I don't desire, I mean, I have a desire, like back in college, we lifted every day um, and bulked up and it was like, for what? We weren't even in sports at that point. And so, so I, I think there's that thing like, oh, you have to go join CrossFit or you have to go, well, you don't have to, those are great things if you can afford it and you have the time. But my biggest thing with my coaches is, build that into your schedules where it is and don't go, don't be taking another hour away from family. Um, even if it is physical health, because it, it can be absorbed in your schedule. That's awesome, man. I am tempted to pack up my family and drive three hours so that I can run on your uh, quarter mile course. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome. Uh, yesterday, uh, Hannah and Olive, my youngest, uh, they ran, um, while Ella and myself got into the car and dropped, dropped off water at the end of the route. Um, but, uh, that's awesome. That's so cool that you guys have that. So I, I'm going to put this on, on the blog below the video, but you said, uh, budget your time. I think that's great. Early morning. Um, don't not knock off an hour. It could be family time, but budget that time. I love that you said, don't go crazy. Start small. Um, don't get that mountain bike gym membership. If you don't have to, um, get creative in it, start a run club. And then of course, engage family, man. I, I think yeah. that's huge. Um, I think there's something to it. And, and I mean, not to knock on anybody that has boys, um, cause I, I don't have a boy, but, um, I think there's something that, you're right with, with the daughters, they cling to it and they're going to hold you accountable to it. And, yeah. and I'm not saying the boys won't do that, but I, it's my experience too. So, so you're absolutely right. Don't start something that you're not going to commit to. Um, um, that's good. Um, so maybe switching gears a little bit, um, being a, a, a coach, being somebody within a school now, um, you talked about for a handful plus years, you've been, uh, intersecting lives with other families and their students. Um, what are some of the things you do to coach or to lead the next generation as far as when it comes to having this endurance, this passion, um, to, to press on, especially when it comes to physical fitness. Um, what, what are some of the things that you do in, in leading those kids? So I think one of the things that we don't look at as much is what, and when we're meeting as a school, we're meeting every day in an athletic period. And even if we're not in season of sport, we have an everyday off season activity, right? So normally that's strength and conditioning program. Um, so one, we're just trying to build into their routine, um, which is natural with our body of being physical, right? Um, I think one of the things that always gets exposed is during finals time. We, we have a, a group of, and this has been at everywhere I've been, um, you have a group of teachers and parents that want to completely shut down sports during that time, which for them, we're not going to travel. We're not going to play games during that time, but there is a process in our body, um, that actually through activity, through exercise, bringing in more oxygen to the brain, 
um, actually increases your ability to, to think well. And so during finals week, um, we always offer um, activity. So, and when I say activity, it could be different depending on the season. Like we're still going to either have practice or we're going to have some type of physical conditioning or strength program or something for an, about an hour or two a day, depending on, again, if they're in season or off season through those times. Because one, they're not going to go home and study for 12 hours for that final. If they don't know it by that point, 12 hours isn't really going to help, as we all know, cramming. Um, but going and spending about an hour of running and staying active is going to engage that process in their body, and they're going to be able to think better and more clearly um, and focus longer. And so there, there is a direct tie um, to why in education it isn't just um, an academic experience. Um, I feel blessed. The, my entire career in athletics, um, as a, I mean, uh, since college, I guess, is, has been in a, a classical education. Um, and so not only – Lost him again. I know he's coming back shortly. My back. I pressed pause on the recording. I didn't know you could do that. We're good. Um, so I say, I'm... all right. So in a classical education, you're basically it's a holistic approach. So it's not just academic, not just college prep. It is the whole person, the whole child, who they're becoming, um, and so it's. be a uh, getting to be an athletic director in that world means we get to take a different philosophy um, where every day we meet it's a part of the mission of the school as a whole it's not just about the on the field result um, and so ultimately what I would say is we're not building for a championship for this year we're building for the 35 year old man who's going to uh, be a husband and a father and an employee somewhere um, and so knowing that that's where we're going our day-to-day -day looks a little different. Our, our message is different. Our, our communication to them is different. So, uh, for, so for me as an athletic director, um, our focus is a little different. And so within that process, where it is physical activity, well, then why even participate in sports? Now these guys are going to be professional athletes. or no. So we learn a lot of life lessons through sport, through competing with each other, um, fortitude, and just the different things that they're going through in the academic world, um, we see it applied in our world. Our kids think differently. Um, and so I get four years with these boys um, to teach life lessons for them to learn things together that are going to be continued to be applied the rest of their life. And physical activity is a part of that. Being a physical being, um, there is a part of that that they're going to take with them. And so, yeah, they're not going to be playing football when they're 40, probably. You know, like there's very few of those guys even in the NFL that are that old. Um, but what we are trying to teach them is that routine, um, is that building into themselves and their body over time that that does pay off. And, I mean, a lot of times, we, you know, you hear it as the word lifetime sports, um, which we offer now, and but just there's not as much interest in those. So that would be things like golf, tennis, the things that you can do for a lifetime that stays active. Um, and so the, the, the hard part about where we are now with those is they're not, we have turned those into team competitions. Like there's a team to, a tennis and team, team golf, but they're not a traditional team sport because there is that individual component to it. And so that we offer that as well. But as you look down the road, 
the physical is a part of who they are. You have to embrace that. You want to create routine with them and then utilize that as a, as a tool is what we're using it to point back to Christ, to ultimately model Christ for them, disciple them, mentor them through that and teach them life lessons. And I think it's just like in any other role, you don't see immediate change to that. You don't see immediate result through that. Um, it's a process just like um, everything. We've, what I said earlier, like everything else in life is a process. It's not overnight. It's a slow and steady thing. And, and I, when you've been in as long as I've had now, you get to see some of those results finally. Like I have players that are, that are dads now, or husbands, or their, their own coaches, they're uh, everywhere. Um, and you get to see this process over time. And it was all because of football or track. It was this football com- or this physical component that it started. But in, in reality, that's not really what we were there for. So I think all of these things we're talking about physical spirit, like they're all connected and embracing those things and understanding, like, I can't be super spiritual um, while all my other components in my life are off. Right. And so it, being a whole person uh, means modeling Christ in every area, um, being something like that. And I think the physical is oftentimes an area where we just kind of want to neglect, but it's an, it is a, it's a big part of who we are. Yeah, that's good, man. Well said. Uh, the idea of building a holistic young man, young woman, leader. Um, and it, it is cool. It's cool to hear that we, you and I are, what, 37 now? Um, and to think that um, students that I had when I first started in student ministry are now grown and adults and have kids and students that you've coached are in the same spot. And, and did we do a good job of... Uh, being an example, but also teaching them some of these components, um, I think it's huge. And, and if we haven't, then for, Lord forgive us and maybe do it now, you know, um, and especially as, as fathers and as husbands um, that you and I are both in that spot. And as leaders, man, I, I'm super excited for you guys in Waco. Um, I'm excited to see what God does uh, through you. And um, um, I, one of the things that I asked you, and I'll kind of end with this, um, I, I, I love hats and you, I'm not wearing one today. <laughs> But uh, you've got a hat on. I asked you about it. You talked about this uh, study from men that you're a part of. Um, it's called Better Men. Um, and, and if there's anything that anyone else hears is, is we want to help spur one another on to be better men. Um, and so as a lay person in, in the church that you're a part of, as a laity, um, just maybe briefly talk about that, that process. So not only the physical side of things, as you uh, have alluded to, that you're you're looking into, but also just coming alongside other men, um, your friends there within the church and community, and being better men. So, what is that just a little bit about? Yeah, so I, I was really encouraged. Uh, so that was like the first kind of probably formal men's group or anything that I've been a part of in a church, just because so much of my time, my wife and I kind of our ministry has been um, devoted to whatever school that I'm uh, an administrator in. We invest so many hours per week um, in our, in our job, but that means in our families and in our students. And so uh, serving and volunteering and all that has gone right back into those same students because we've already built up a relationship with them. And so we saw very early on in our marriage, we jumped into a, a youth group at our church while being, in, you know, we, didn't, we were young. We didn't have kids yet of our own. So I was with these kids for five, six days a week, all day long into the evenings. Yet we felt like, okay, well, we need to be involved in the church. And so we jumped into this. And what we started seeing is we had two completely different groups because, I mean, in the Metroplex, Dallas, Fort Worth, 
Like just because you work here, we lived way over there, went to church here. So none of our groups connected. So we weren't going very deep with our, the youth group that we were a part of because all of our time was being spent with these kids over here. And so we kind of felt guilty for like, we, how do we do this? Um, and we just realized like, look, we're in ministry. We're in a Christian school where we are being relational. We're loving on them. We're, we're modeling and, and discipling. And um, it's not called dot, 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 you know, church, but it is a part of the ministry. And so we kind of, there's kind of a release for us to just to dig deeper into those relationships I think in moving here, now that we have our own kids, we kind of wanted to pull back and have a little bit more balance. I think that was what we wanted to be more involved in our local church body, um, in addition to the ministry at the school that I, in the role I play there. And so I think the the Better Man group was a kind of a launch pad for me into our local church and just being around other guys. And one of the things I would encourage you guys with is you don't always have to come up with hundred programs and activities and all that, but finding those lay leaders, those, those men in the church who want to serve, like they're connected and they're a lot of times it's just getting them together to do something together. Um, and so I don't, I think that was one of the most exciting, it, not only did we go to this, but because there were so many guys and I can't remember the exact number, it was in the hundreds that came to this thing, they had a need for setup. Like the, the church staff couldn't do the setup. I mean, tables. And I mean, we had like 30 tables that had to be set up with eight chairs and, um, and that was just in the one area. And so we'd have a group that would show up at five to set up. And when you started looking around that group, like with the crazy thing about that was we probably had 15 guys show up every week. Um, and they showed up every week for like 12 weeks. It was the same group and not all of them went to our church. Um, but they were all committed to each other after we'd set up. It only take us like 30 minutes, especially by the end. I think we whittled it down to 20 minutes at five twenty, we're all sitting around waiting for the six o'clock start. But we'd sit around a table then, we'd, we'd grab breakfast, tacos, coffee, eat, pray. Um, and this was before the, the event even started, right? And so I think for us, that was a, a unique time uh, just to jump in together and be around each other and, and just intentional. Because I mean, I'll be honest with you, that's something that being in my role, um, I've struggled with since really high school, I think, like having real solid um, relationships with other guys. Um, it's just been a difficulty because I mean, so much of our focus is, well, I'm pursuing this girl and we're married now. And then we've got kids and I've got this job and you, out of all the things you just don't, you don't pursue it uh, for whatever reason. And so I think that was a great opportunity that the church created, um, for guys to get around each other. Um, and yeah, there were guys from our life group that were there. There were guys from other churches that were there. Um, but just the intentionality, I think, of putting something before and then letting the guys own it. And honestly, I mean, the, the church staff, um, it wasn't a, a burden to them. Um, it was a blessing. And I mean, these guys took ownership of something and, and they gave us the freedom to, to do our thing and to set up. Now, they were leading the better man group. They were the ones preaching and teaching and leading us and all that. Um, so we didn't like own that or take it over from them. But, but as someone just attending the church and, and being a part of that church, it was a, it was a blessing to have some role like, Hey, I'm, I'm just going to serve and volunteer and be a part of the setup group. And, um, and, and then be able to go back to my job into my world and my environment with high school boys and coaches. Like it was just refreshing. I mean, you could have, we could have talked about anything. I mean, I mean, the better man material was great. But honestly, we would have showed up to talk about anything just to get to have that relational aspect with each other through our church. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think that was super well said, and I'm glad I brought that up because if majority of the folks that are watching this are pastors, are leaders of churches across the state of Texas and maybe even beyond, um, but my prayer and hope is that they 
we would find men like you that would come alongside and champion with us, do life with us, serve alongside of us, but also just have good conversation, good, thoughtful um, accountability, because I think that's important, Um, but also to come alongside, especially in this endeavor, man. This is a year, we just started this, the whole pastor. This is July till next July. Um, And so I want to continue to push with you. Um, you talked about maybe the five of us doing something, the five of us that are kind of connected from high school and maybe, maybe we can rally them to do something like this. Um, and I'm going to take you up on driving to your house with my daughters and wife and run your course. Cause I think that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll get some good coffee too. Cause yeah. I like coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this has been awesome. This has been really good. Um, I appreciate it. Um, uh, I'm sorry we're in uh, COVID time. I know you, as an educator too, it, it's a frustrating thing. We were talking a little bit earlier before recording. Um, so I'll be praying for you and the family and the daughters and uh, excited for what's next, man. So thanks for coming on. All right. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. All right. Hey, we uh, will see you later on the whole pastor.org and the whole pastor conversations. We'll see you next time.